Hey, it's Timmy Whispers from Stacey King's Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track, all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure you can take on any adventure. I'm planning on going river rafting this weekend, and I'm ready to head out on the trails with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, it's almost basketball season. The Bulls have media day coming up September 26th. We've played one round of NFL games, and we're almost ready to start hoops. So we're looking forward to that. Stacy getting back to work with his partner, Adam Amin, on all the preseason broadcasts. That's right around the corner, Stace. Yeah, he doesn't want to. He doesn't want to think about that right now. He's still no, still in summertime no, mode, man. right? How's that I'm excited. Schedule? I'm excited about the season, guys. I'm yeah. just, I'm just, it's, it's gone. Summer went by too. Vacation fast. always goes by too quickly. It went by too fast. So, yeah. but I'm excited about this season. I can't wait. You can see it in my face. This is episode 98 of Give Me the Hot Sauce, Stacy. We're we're counting them down to 100. We're almost there. See, you know what, Mark? America. You didn't think we had it in us, did you? <laughs> you didn't think we were going to make it past 15 shows. But I want to send a shout out to all our loyal listeners. Because yeah, they are, absolutely. They are, you guys are the foundation to our our success here. Uh, we would not have been able to do 98 shows and get into 100 without you guys. You've been with us every step of the way. We appreciate it. Uh, we got nothing but love for you. And this we continue to grow because of you guys. So shout out to all the people who are subscribing. If you haven't subscribed, what the hell are you doing? Get your <laughs> ass over to YouTube. Hit, hit like, subscribe, and be part of the family. Okay. Absolutely. Get notified when a brand new episode yeah. is coming out. We're doing a live yeah show on Twitch TV, so you want to make sure that you check that out, the Give Me the Hot Sauce podcast. You can watch this show being recorded live every Thursday. Of course, once the season starts, we're going to have to work around Stacy's broadcast schedule, so we'll be a little bit more flexible. And Stacy, the amazing thing we made it to episode 98, Tim's always trying to poison us. He's bringing, bringing like rat poison in and putting it in our drinks and stuff. Uh, you know what? trying to take over the show. America. It's a slow process. America. <laughs> America. That's why you don't see me drinking any more of his beer. Yeah. Okay, after after having my apple cider spiked a couple of times, <laughs> and I don't know what it was spiked, I, I brought my own drink today, as you can see right here. I didn't lie. I this told you they were your examples. This is a, give me the hot sauce uh, shaker here, uh, America. It's got a uh, vodka in it right now. And uh, how, how can the folks get one of those, Stacey? I don't know how the hell they can go up there. I mean, <laughs> I mean every, man for, every man for himself. Uh, no, seriously, I was watching Shark Tank and the, uh -huh. and the Gronk Brothers. They came on and put a presentation. The Gronk the Brothers. Brothers. Yeah. I, think, I think they have invented this thing. It's called the Ice Shaker. And uh, as you can see, America, can we get this on screen? Can we get a close-up? Yeah, like, like Gronk needs more money. Okay. 
I don't care about Gronk. Okay, yeah. I mean this is a nice little thing to take mm -hmm. to the gym. America. Yeah, it is nice. Okay, you put your little name on it. You get your little name on it. Stacy King right there. You so can how's see that, that fit in your cup holder? You know, don't worry about that. Uh, <laughs> and, then, uh, and then you know you can put your little logo on the back. Give me the hot sauce. Oh, is that the camera over there? Y'all gotta talk to me. I'm over here looking at 18 cameras. Okay, the see, do you see it right there? Can you see it, America? Can you see it? That's all you're gonna see right now, America. And America, yeah. the cool thing about it is there's two features. Oh, we got you the can, zoom function working. Oh, hey, that okay. So so you can you can drink it, you can drink it, or you can suck it like Tim likes to do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and you he, can suck it, it has a straw in it. Yes. It's awesome. Tim exactly. likes to suck. Hey, let's move on to some basketball wow. talk. The uh, Eurobasket Championships almost about to be decided. My team from Poland, uh, they, they finally ran out of gas. Code blue. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What? Oh, Stacy's having Go problems blue. over here. I need some help. There have been some. Man down. Any, Are we still getting this microphone? Is there any technical people here? I think it's unplugged. Oh, oh my goodness. Whispers. I, I, Come on over here, D. This is D right here. This is our engineer. Uh, we pay him with Doritos. There you go. Come over here. Hey, Sir, what did you do? hey, I can hear you. It was tacos. Let's see the back. Wow. But look at D. Look at D getting some air time. That's just your headphones. Your microphone's okay, still working. All right, where is it, D? There we go. Hey, congrats on your new uh, contract with Honduras, D. Okay, I don't America. know how we got to 98 America. episodes with all this going on. I want everybody to see D right here, okay? Oh he looks like Super Mario, but this is our guy right here. He's the engineer. He's the guy behind the scenes. Right, you can go back now. You're done. Yeah. Get out of here, okay? No, no, um, not playing for Honduras. So, so, yeah. <laughs> but he came here, America. We've, we've had some, he has an Honduras shirt on. I didn't even notice that. Uh, we had a little technical difficulties. We had a little technical Stacey's difficulties. back my, and my stronger than ever. My mic was out. But D came over here. D is our engineer back there. He's the guy that makes the music go and the sounds. We got so many important people he here. He hasn't figured out how to pour us a beer yet, though. Well, we don't need him to do that. He's too young. He's only seventeen. Um, we, you know, we got a sweatshop going here. We got a bunch of we got a bunch of miners back here. We might get in trouble. I think somebody might come in and say, "Hey, how are these people working for you guys?" Yeah, we don't want any of that. That's, no, we don't uh, want that's not that. a good thing. Hey, but uh, Slovenia got knocked out in Eurobasket with uh, Goran Dragic and uh, Luka Doncic. Everyone thought they might make a run for the championship, but they, they got taken out. Yeah, I was surprised by that. Um, they, th they got beat by Poland. Yeah, with, no, with zero NBA players. Well, sometimes you don't need NBA players when you're playing European basketball. You just right. get a bunch of guys that play well together. And Poland was playing well together. They moved the ball. They shot the ball well. Uh, they defended. They played physical. Their big guys really played well. Um, you know, I, I was really surprised that uh, Slovenia lost. I, I thought they were going to get to the to the finals. Cause I thought they had really been the most consistent team, you know, in that tournament. Um, you know, the Greek freak got knocked out. He got thrown out of the last game. He got a little frustrated, a little forearm out. shiver. Yeah, there. that was that. That was uncharacteristic <laughs> out of him. Yeah. Very American. You know, <laughs> wow. he's become Americanized <laughs> yes. after all the time here. I mean, but you know, the that, mean streets of Milwaukee. <laughs> but that Germany team's no joke. Okay, I mean, they got beat by a really good Germany team. They, there's a lot of pros on that team. You got Franz Wagner, who I kept Taking trying off. to tell people. People get on me on Twitter when I talk about how good this kid is. And I go, you're always riding <laughs> Franz Wagner's nuts. Are you always doing I'm like, man, the kid can play. We, I mean, we could have easily had Franz Could have been a bull, yeah. A bull. The kid is a very good player. Luca gets all the attention because he deserves it. He's a great player. But this kid in a few years is going to be like Luca 1A. He's going to be like, you know, 1B. He's going to be that type Just of player. Just a bad name, though. I like it. I like it. This kind of reminds me of uh, with Die Hard. Franz. Franz. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yippee-ki-yay. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're done, man. You're done. I'm done. Okay. Christopher Walken. So it looks like France <laughs> France is the favorite now in Eurobasket. They've, got, they've got Rudy Gobert, and I, and I think they've got seven NBA players. So they're they're kind of oh. the consensus to win Eurobasket. Oh, man. I don't, I, don't, I don't know about that. I think Germany Germany is going to yeah? win. Yeah, I think Germany is going to win, man. They, I mean, you got Schroeder. Um, you got Franz Wagner. You got the other Wagner. Is Dirk playing? No. <laughs> they had a, they got to unthaw him. He's in a block of ice. <laughs> yeah, the, the old one-legged fadeaway might yeah. be a little stiff. Nah, huh? nah. He might be on that. He might be on that Ted Williams uh, situation. They got him in a, oh, a cryo. <laughs> he's in the cryo room. Like he's just like the suspended head of Dirk yeah, Nowitzki. Exactly. Oh exactly. my goodness. But France is good, though, Mark. I, yeah. I, France is good. They got a lot of pros on that team. Um, but I, I just think Germany Germany is going to be the one that wins that. They play good team ball. They move the basketball well. They shoot the ball really, really well from the three-point line. They've got big guys that can not only shoot the ball, but can put the ball on the floor from the three-point line and get to the rim in two dribbles. So it'll be interesting. How about Danny Ainge uh, going scorched earth on the Utah Jazz? He, he did a press conference basically talking about the Donovan Mitchell trade, and, and he said, which has got to be the worst thing you can say to a group of athletes is they didn't believe in each other, so I blew it up. I mean, wow. he'd only been there for like six months. You know, it's not like he's got six years of history, and Donovan Mitchell at his news conference in Cleveland kind of called him out saying, this guy has only been here half a year. How does he know what's going on? Well, I mean, you know, Danny Ainge is, is a, a well-respected, you know, front office guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, obviously he made that he made that decision. And, I, 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 man, I mean, we all seen this before, Mark. It's like at some point that team has outlasted where it's going. I mean, it's not going to go any higher than what it is. Okay, unless you make some – go out and get some people. I don't know if they really want to spend money. And then you also had the situation, the dynamic between Rudy Gobert – and then Donovan Mitchell. They did not get along ever since the COVID incident when, you know. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty ugly. And yeah. that carried over. Yeah. And and they just were never on the same page. Um, you know, that was, the, you know, Utah's always been that team that they're going to be right in the middle of the pack. You know, they're not, they don't have enough talent to win the title, but they got enough talent to get to the second round. And so now they're restarting. And so they're going to they're gonna rebuild. Uh, Lowry Marketing's on that team. You know, and he's had a great summer with Finland this year. Um, you're going to get Con, uh, Colin Sexton's going to be there. He's Good score. Young, yeah. young guard that has a lot to prove. Um, and the but, rookie, uh, Oche Abachi. Abachi. I mean, so they've, they've got some really – Look at the picks. I mean, this is where the NBA is going now. I mean, you know, you're you're trading established players to get draft picks. And then look at Taylor Horton Tucker, Stanley Johnson. You got a lot of good young players there. <clears throat> but the most important thing for Utah, they got all those draft picks. And they're just like Oklahoma City. They got so many good picks. But we don't know who those picks are going to be. That's the only thing about it. I mean, you, you know, are they lottery protected? You know, if they are, then was it really worth it? Well, Danny Ainge uh, was able to uh, fleece the Brooklyn Nets in that trade years ago for Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett. But the thing that Bulls fans will always remember about Danny Ainge, he went from the 1992 Trailblazers to the 1993 Phoenix Suns, and he got stomped on twice by the champion Bulls. That's what happens when you play against the Chicago Bulls, Mark. You should know these things. You can't just switch teams in, in one yeah. year and think you're going to win a title. He was older than dirt, that Phoenix yeah, team, man. Yeah, he was, he, was, he was close to that Ted Williams cryo, uh, <laughs> cryogenics. He was close. He was close. <laughs> yeah, a lot of change in the NBA. And Donovan Mitchell did an interview yesterday <clears throat> on ESPN. He said that he was really close to becoming a member of the New York Knicks. He grew up in the New York area. He wanted to be a Nick, and, and they couldn't get that worked out. But he said it may be a blessing in disguise because the Cleveland Cavaliers, as we've talked about on past shows now, 
they've got a really solid young core. Well, he had an opportunity to play with Darius Garland this summer in the Miami Summer League. They played mm-hmm. on, the, on, on the same team, and I think they, they became pretty close, and they've probably been friends outside of that because they're both young players. Um, my biggest concern, and I said this last week with this trade, on paper it looks excellent compared to what they already have. They didn't have to give up Mobley to get him. Um, you know, you still got Jared Allen, so you didn't have to give mm-hmm. up any of your key pieces. You, you give up Sexton, who was injured last year. Uh, Lowry Marketing, who they had playing at the small forward position. Who he really was out was, of position. He yeah. was out of position, and, and you, know, you, could, you know, you got rid of him. But you're, you're picking up a dynamic two-guard that can, you know, get you buckets, can score at will. The problem is going to be is how the two of the guards, Darius Garland, who's an all-star in his second year, how are they going to coexist as one unit? Mm-hmm. You know, because when you got two ball-dominant guards, now Darius Garland is a true point guard. He is a pass-first point guard. That's one of the things I really enjoyed watching him play. I played with his dad. His dad was a teammate of mine. Uh, so he's been around the NBA game ever since he was able to walk. So, um, And we've had him on the show. He's, he's been on the show. Very, very good kid, mannerable, understands the game, only wants to win. You know, only concerned about winning. So... If he's really, you know, he's really that way, his attitude is going to be whatever it takes for this team to win, I'm going to do. If it means get him the ball and let him do his thing and then I take over in the quarters, they're going to do that. But that's going to be interesting dynamic because at the end of the day, uh, Mobley is the man. Yeah, he's going to be regardless great. Of, regardless of whatever else is around, that kid is is the guy. He, he's. I, I still think he's – I think he'll be better this year in year two. But I, I think year three, year four, he's going to be a dominant player. And as we mentioned, this is episode 98. If you go to YouTube and check out Gimme the Hot Sauce, you can see our entire past library. You can check out the episode with Darius Garland, who, who had a great visit with us. Carlos Correa, who may be coming to the Cubs next year. We can we talk to him about that. So check out some of the past episodes, especially some of the ones with Stacy's former teammates. So oh, I see, yeah. So I see Scott <clears throat> Williams is uh, talking about he might have to have knee surgery. You heard him. I got to call Tank. Yeah. A tiny Avenger. I got to call him. Um. <laughs> that's a classic story, too. Check out the Scott Williams episode. That, that's... Tiny Avenger. Um, you know, I wonder if the Tiny Avenger will be there to massage his knee. Um, to help him back to health. Yeah. You know what? I mean, listen, I, I, I got to call Tank. That's my guy. He's yeah. writing a book. He wrote, he's writing a book. He wrote. He's writing a book right now, so we're gonna have him. Yeah, on we gotta the show. have Tank back on. Gonna have him back on the show, and he's gonna, you know, he's gonna promote his book. Um, I just talked to him a couple of weeks ago, and I brought up the Tiny Avenger. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, but we've had listen, America. We've had some great guests. I mean, I, I special shout out for Eric. I mean, we've had you know uh, skateboarders on, UFC fighters. I mean, we've had a, a plethora of, of guests to come on. You know, Dr. Wendy Belair. We had her on. I mean, we've we've had a different person all the time and we try to keep it where it's not always sports like today we had ryan held you know ryan held's going to be on is is you know the olympic swimmer mm-hmm. and if people are saying well what do they know about swimming okay isn't that a sport wow okay see this is why guests don't want to come on here we're gonna throw time. you in lake geneva yeah. and make you swim yeah. to the other yeah. side you know what you know when ryan comes on here i'm gonna ask yeah. him how we can make tim a better swimmer because you know when you when tim jumps in the water it's like a rock and I mean like Rocky Balboa, if you saw that movie when they had him trying to get faster, yeah. Apollo Creed trying to, have to get him faster, and you know, he's swimming like, like this, this is how he swims. You can't win, Rock! You know, that's all you heard, Burgess Meredith in the background, you can't win, Rock! 
Just like whispers. Just like whispers. Wow. Oh, my goodness. You know who's a good swimmer? Our good buddy, Jeff Vukovic. Oh. When it comes to insurance for your auto, home, and business, make sure you contact the king of insurance. That's our friend, nationwide agent, Jeff Vukovic. You know where to reach him. You can find him at jeffvuk.com. That's Jeff. VUK.com is home offices in beautiful Park Ridge, Illinois. Park Ridge. And Stacy, uh, you're going to be singing this on a regular basis coming up very soon. America's, it's about that time. <laughs> Grab that. Nationwide is on your side. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, America. Thank you. Very nicely you're done, Stacy King. Getting ready for the start so you, of the season. He's, he's supposed to be no, a backup no. singer. No, he's supposed made, to be a made, backup. You made me sweat again. Okay, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to hear about no, you sweating. No. That's it. Oh, that was so uh, smooth. TMI, brother. TMI. Hey, the WNBA season could be coming to an end tonight. Game three of the WNBA Finals. Unfortunately, the Chicago Sky were knocked out at home in Game five. So it's. The Las Vegas Ooh. Aces against the Connecticut Sun, and Las Vegas is up two games to none. And so far, Stacey, they look like the dominant team in that series. They could close it out tonight. Man, I, I don't, I don't, I don't think they're going to close it out. I, I think the Sun has proven throughout the playoffs that they can, they can come back. Um, I think the biggest problem right now is the Sun had such an advantage over the sky as far as points in the paint, yeah, and they just seemed bigger, and their guards were faster. Um, they just don't have that advantage against the Aces. I mean, Kelsey Plum, the little guard, <laughs> she finally decided to come to the yeah. party after uh, uh, the center cursed her out before the game. Asia Wilson, her, yeah, yeah, Asia Wilson told her, you know, you got to, you know, bring yourself to the party. But they play defense. They shoot the basketball. They play up tempo. They can play any style. Becky Hammonds, I'm telling you right now, man, America. Yeah, she's good. Okay, she may be the first. Female NBA coach. I think she will. Before it's over. I'm telling you right now, America. Remember, I told you this. Don't be saying, you know, ask Stacey what he's smoking. Puff, puff, pass. <laughs> She's that good of a coach. She was that. If she, I guarantee you, if she would have stayed on pop staff another couple of years, I think you would have saw it. It's going to take a team to think outside the box. Mm hmm. You got to, you know, you got to think outside the box. You get, you can't look at her as being a woman basketball coach. You have to look at her as being a basketball coach. She's one of the most decorated players, women's players we've had ever, okay? She's proven that she can coach the men's game. Popovich has done a great job with her as far as giving her the responsibilities of being one of his top assistants. She coaches the summer league. She has a great feel for the game, and she was a point guard. And point guards really make good coaches because they are able to, you know, break things down, make things easier for players to understand. And she was well-respected in San Antonio by, you know, all the players. Did I see something on social media that did you and Allie Quigley, the parents? Oh, yeah, me and Quigs. Yeah, yeah, that's my girl. She's not only is she a great shooter. You know, we went to uh, we had to do some with legal zoom. Um, uh, one, my guy Eric, he uh, he just opened up a restaurant. They do an initiative for mm -hmm. for like small business owners trying to get you know get their businesses started. So he was awarded a certain amount of money to get his business started. He was working in one of those spec kitchens where they don't. It's not a restaurant part, but he just like they rent a kitchen space. And it was pretty cool because I walk in this building and it's like there's nothing in this building. And then you go upstairs and then there's like all these different people are working in these stations. Was like there's somebody over here baking, somebody over here cooking. You know this this. Everybody's different. No one works together. Everybody's doing their own thing. And then yeah. they take their food out and they go cater it and they go down. So now he's opened up a restaurant. This has been a big dream of his, and uh, he's opened up a restaurant. And I, I I told him I'm coming. 
but we did this. We did this thing with uh, LegalZoom, which was a lot of fun. We got to taste some of his food. That's Cuban. Great. It's Cuban food. So, like, I mean, you know, plantains. He made this great plantain sandwich, dude. Like, there was no bread, no bread at all, and it was like fried, you know, deep fried plantains. And he made a sandwich out of it, like a Cuban, you know, like those Cuban sandwiches. Oh, Mark. <laughs> I felt like Guy Fieri. That's what I felt like. Like I was literally, if you watch the video, I'm literally over there just like eating this thing. I'm critiquing as we're going along. And I go, you know, like, you know, I'm I, a you professional. Know, you know how guy does it. Guy's like, you know, guy's like, oh, I can taste the flavor. I can, it's bursting out. You know, I was doing all that kind of stuff. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, we got to get him to cater uh, for the hot sauce crew oh, one yes, of these days. Yes. That, you know what? Great. He will do it. He will yeah. do it. I don't think we'll have a sponsor for him, though, because, you know, this show has really lost a lot of sponsors. And if he's seen, <laughs> he's seen how we do our sponsors, he's not going to want to join us. <laughs> Hey, the Bears are the Bears are one and zero. Big win over the San Francisco 49ers. It was a monsoon in the second half, but they got three touchdowns. Came from behind to win that game, nineteen to ten. I thought that Justin Fields showed a lot of mental toughness. You know, they were shut out in the first half. It was raining like crazy, and he came back and led three touchdown drives. Khalil Herbert scored. They had the, the long pass to Dante Pettis, and that's a great win to beat San Francisco, who was in the NFC Championship game last year. Well, America. Bears Nation, I was a little concerned in the first half. I, I, I even tweeted out. I'm like, I put an APB out on all the receivers. Has anyone seen a Bears receiver here in the first half? Because I didn't see any of them. Yeah. There was no passes. And, you know, it was raining. I, I know it's tough to pass in that weather, but it's, it's football. You play whatever the conditions. This is Chicago. You're going to get rain. You're going to get snow. Very seldom do you get a pretty day. Okay. That first half was was really, really, like, the ball wasn't moving. I, I felt like the defense was on the field too much, and they did a great job of really neutralizing the 49ers they, because that game could have got ugly. I mean, it, it could have got ugly, and, I, and I, I even made the tweet that I thought that by the fourth quarter, that defense is going to be tired the way they were playing. Something happened in the second half. I think what happened was that, um, you know, it's like the old Scooby-Doo, you know, when you take off the mask. You know, and they, and they, yeah, and they yeah. catch the crew, they catch the guy. So I think Mark Tressman, <laughs> he was coaching the first half, and they took off the mask, and they found it was him, and then they made the change and brought the, the real coach, and uh, and then they second half was like a totally different team. Yeah, and Debo Samuel, who was running through him in the first half, didn't get the ball much in the second half. I tell you what, man, you know, strong for, guy for for a wide receiver yeah. that run. I mean, he we had Cordell mm -hmm. Patterson here like that. Mm -hmm. when he was in Chicago. Cordell Patterson had a big game, I think, for Atlanta the other mm -hmm. night. We had that type of running back, running wide receiver, and we, we let it go. You yeah, know, they now, now you're starting to see that these guys now, they're looking for those Debo Sanders type of guys that can that can run between the tackles, that can you can put them in so many different positions. He He's deadly, man. And when they get Kittle back, George Kittle, if you listen to me, Brittle Kittle. Brittle Kittle. Okay. Um, destroying you know, you, you're destroying fantasy my team. fantasy right now. Okay. Yeah. So you, uh. you got to get back, bro. You got to get back because I, I can't afford I lost I lost by like three points. And had Ooh. I, would, had I had him. I did too. You three did points, too? exactly three. Yeah, I lost by three Damn. freaking points because I got the, the Minnesota tight end. Um, what, what the hell? I don't even remember his name because he didn't even score. Like you, you can score in a fantasy game, just walk out on the field. I saw a guy lost by eight tenths of a point because the Denver kicker missed a sixty-four yard field goal. He yeah, lost and, I and I guarantee that guy was probably waiting outside uh, the <laughs> kicker's car, was ready to attack him like a creep. Nathaniel you know, Hackett, what yeah, are you doing? Because those people take that people in fantasy take that serious. I know. You know what I'm saying? You you mess up, boy. Woo. <laughs> yeah, that was terrible. I mean, the, the Broncos should have won that game. Oh. That was Russell Wilson's return to Seattle. They fumbled on the goal line, and then they for some 
unmistakable reason, 64-yard field goal, okay. fourth hey. and five. Let Russell Wilson get the first down. Okay. Hey, hey, when did we both want to know? Hold up, hold up. Oh, Francisco. Oh. Who threw Francisco on the bus again? Oh, was that me? Uh, okay. It's all on Francisco? Well, Francisco's been drinking, ladies and gentlemen. I just want to throw that out there. Okay? He's a recovering alcoholic. Again, okay. we are not contributing yeah, have, to no, the delinquency of anybody. No. no. Well, if, yeah. if, I know if, what you're doing, Francisco. It was, a, it was the results and the prediction on the same screen. I get it. Yeah. And if, you're, if his parents are listening, he's not really drinking. I don't want you to beat him when he comes home. Oh, so anyway. So. He's only 12. He's only 12. So, so, child labor laws. So, okay, you're paying Russell Simmons. I mean, not Russell Simmons. Russell, <laughs> you're paying him too. That'd be Richard Simmons. He might have played better. Yeah, you see, y'all got me on track now. So, Russell Wilson, you're paying him two hundred and forty million something yeah, like yeah. that. Okay, you you let all the clock run down. There was like thirty some seconds where you could have. It was fourth and five, which was a yeah. makeable play. Hey, we got to the forty six. Yeah, that was our 40. mark. Yeah. So so now you're sitting there and everybody's waiting. Like, okay, call the time. Did you see Peyton Manning? Yeah. Okay. He's like, call the time out. out. I mean, he, he forgot he was on TV. Yeah. He was over there yelling time. His I was blood pressure was up. Yeah. So you got a $240 million quarterback. You don't let him do it. I mean, you don't let him put you in position to win the game. Maybe move the ball up, you know, eight yards on a pass. Cause that was a makeable, that was a makeable first down. Okay. So then, so then, then the guy's like one of eight from 60 something yards. I think, I don't know what his race. I think it was like one of one of six or something. And you put that kid out there to make, I mean, he, he had, it was, it was long enough. It was just. Yeah. And they weren't in Denver either where the ball travels farther. No, they were in Seattle. It was, just, it was just, it just didn't make any sense. No, it was stupid. And, and it, you know, and now what you've done is, is like, okay, Russell Wilson's going to say the right things, but deep down he like, he probably said, let me, I'm going to slap this dude upside yeah. the head. Like he says, we're showing Peyton's phone number. We yeah, need exactly. to coach in here. And, and you know, people were saying, <laughs> that. I know. Like, like he was on the hot seat after yeah, that first after game. one game. I was like, wow, the hack is on, I mean, he's one game he's on the hot seat. If they finish in last place, which they might in the AFC West, uh, I think Nathaniel Hackett will be a one and done, and Sean Payton will be coaching the Broncos. Well, somebody's going to be coaching the Broncos because uh, you can't make <laughs> mistakes like that. I mean, that was a big game because it was against Seattle. It was Russell Wilson's, you know, basically going up against his old team. Yeah. And you know, that's, there's a lot of there's a lot of emotion in that game, and so to be able to put your team in position to win that game. And then it's a fourth and five situation. And then your coach says, oh, let's throw our kicker out there. He's yeah. been sitting on the bench for like, <laughs> for like an hour. And then you see that set on return quarterbacks when they win. What is it? It, it's, it was 100% on Russell Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> put that one on the coach. Tom Brady, Peyton Manning, all of them won their games. Uh, you know, hey, Green Bay looked bad on Sunday against oh. the Vikings. What, what kind of predictions you got for Sunday Night Football this week? Bears oh. at Lambeau Field. <laughs> I feel the Bears. I'm going to smack the Packers. Mean Gene. I'm going to tell you right now. America, this is the Bears' chance. The Packers it is. Look, the Packers yeah. look horrible. They were bad. Both I mean, sides of listen, the ball. Listen, Aaron Rodgers can say whatever you want. When you when you don't have repetition with these young receivers, you heard Tom Brady talk about it in the Dallas game. You know, I had to get back to training camp. I had to yeah. work on my receivers. He had a lot of new receivers down the ground. He's got Julio Jones. He's got some really good players. But, you know, Green Bay has a lot of green receivers. Two rookies. Okay, two rookies. The dude who missed, the, had the wide open touchdown and dropped the ball. Oh, yeah, Watson. Christian Watson, first Man, play you know from scrimmage. Let me Ooh. tell you something. In Wide the hands, open. Though. Yeah. Let me In tell the you something. Basket. Let me tell you something. If I was him, 
I would have just instead of running back to the <laughs> bench, just, run, like Bo Jackson, I, I would have just ran right out of the tunnel and got in my car and went home because you know Aaron Rodgers was going never looked you. at him again, never looked at him again, never yeah. tried to throw it to him again. But I'm gonna tell you, Bears, this is your chance. This is the Bears Nation. Yeah, this set is an up opportunity for right now for the Bears to win this game. This team is not the Green Bay Packers are not the same Green Bay now. Can they get better by the end of the year? I think they will because when you have a great quarterback like that, he'll figure it out. But right now, the way they look, Minnesota look like, whoo, they look like the best team in the division. Yeah, I, I was covering Bears practice the last couple of days, and I talked to Darnell Mooney today, and I said, you see Justin Jefferson running free last Ooh. week? I said, that could be you on Sunday night. Hey, and his hey. eyes kind of lit up and going, yeah, yeah, I'm kind of thinking the same thing. Listen, I don't know about all that. All I know is like I need Moody to step up. I didn't see him in the first the first half against the 49ers. Yeah. And he's supposed to be the go-to receiver. And in the second half, I didn't really see a lot of him. So they need to either get him the ball or, or Justin Fields needs to, you know, target him a little bit more. But I, with, what I saw out of Justin Jefferson, he has now become Kirk Cousins' favorite receiver. And he gets open. I don't care who's guarding. I mean, they were double, triple team. Yeah, they he was wide open. The, they were shading with the safety, the linebacker. I mean, he, there one time he had like four people in a shell on him. He still was wide open. You got to get him on your fantasy team. He was gone in the first round. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure he was. Yeah, but you know what I got, though? Devontae Adams. Yeah, he was, my, he was hey, nice. I'm America. Raiders lost, but he put up good numbers. Let me tell you something. My fantasy team is really, really good. I got Patrick Mahomes who's playing the night as my quarterback. Yeah, I got a squad. The problem was. got to get my, Brittle Kittle. The problem is Brittle Kittle. He killed me. <laughs> he, him not showing up. I lost by three freaking points because my tight end. I don't know who. Hey, America, look up who the tight end for Minnesota is and give me his name. D, can y'all find that for me? I'm going to kill his ass because he didn't give me. Who? Irv Smith. Irv Smith. That's who it was. I knew a name like Irv. I knew I couldn't count on him. Irv. I, that's, that just, that's just bad drafting. That's, 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 no, it's not bad drafting. <laughs> Why would you take him? No, because you don't take a tight end early in the draft. Yeah. Oh, there's a, when you're doing a draft, Mark, obviously you don't play fantasy. No. Um, you know, so you don't know about this. That's why I'm the GM of the year. That's why I won 10, 10 championships. I wouldn't have taken the Irv Smith Jr. You shut you that your much. mouth, Mark. <laughs> shut your mouth. I don't need to hear you talk this trash to me right now. So, America, if you know anything about fantasy, okay, you don't take a tight end early. There's, it's there, just there's a fantasy. Many, there's, many, there's many tight ends. So you got you got to. thought it was Kyle Rudolph. But wait Rudolph. a minute. Hold up. Before, yeah, you, before, Kyle Rudolph. before you talk trash, okay, I got Brittle Kittle. Okay, yeah. so he was my draft pick at the tight end. Yeah, he'll spot. be back. And I got him like in the seventh round. I had to pick up Irv off the off the scrap heap. Right. So, but let me tell you what I did to Irv. I cut his ass as soon as the game was over. I went and got I went and got OJ Howard from the Texans, who put up monster numbers. It's going to be a red zone guy. He may take Brittle Kittle spot. Hey, speaking of red zone, uh, how about Christopher Walken telling us about the oh, hot sauce? Get, how to get that oh, original man. red? Oh, Come on, Chris. Got a Come beer. On, you got one beer down. Let's go. I need another one. <laughs> <laughs> D, help me out. <laughs> Trying to score the best hot sauce in the game? Well, listen up, because we have a variety of flavors that will bring some spice into your life. That's right. As Chris says, give me the hot sauce. Has the best small batch organic hot sauce. Whether it's Chicago style red, or the got a twist. I won't throw a punch you. I'll just crawl on over there and get my alien arms around your neck and choke you out. <laughs> Fan favorite, oh, Sam Fates Verde. Sweet Man King's down. Q. We're going to break. We'll fix it in a break. I got it. I'm back, America. Oh. 
I planned that. that was, <laughs> I did that on purpose. Oh my God. This guy. Stop by gimmethatsauce.com and use code KING21 to get 21% off your first order, not your second. <laughs> and your guy, Tim Kelly, will personally pack every, uh, He'll pack every order, right? Yeah, that's right. I give him <laughs> nothing to do it, but he takes care of everybody. It's, it's nice. I got something for Christopher. Christopher Walken. What did the hand say to the face? Smack. Said, keep your you. mouth shut. It's Smack you, boy. It's not the first hole I've dug. The, what? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> done some holes? What are you talking about? That's right. Freak? This is a children's show, man. You can't talk about King that kind of stuff. King of New York. King of New York. Oh, my God. I'm tired of this guy. I think it's time, I think it's time for a break. We're going to talk something a little bit different coming up. Olympic swimmer Ryan Held, our special guest, is episode 98. And give me the hot sauce. Rolls on. Episode 98 of Give Me the Hot Sauce rolls on. Now it's time to introduce our special guest for this week, Olympic gold medalist Ryan Held, who's representing the Bulls colors. You're from Springfield downstate. Is, yeah. that, a jo- is that a Joakim Noah? I saw the 13 we were getting yeah, set up. The yeah, Joakim Noah jersey. Joakim Noah is beloved by Bulls fans, and uh, you you took your fan fandom all the way overseas for the Olympics. So we saw you with the Ryan Archie Diacono uh, jersey that you sported uh, during one of the heats. What was your uh, what was your motivation in all that? Uh, well, first off, thank you guys for having me on the yeah. show. Um, this is such a big honor. I was so excited uh, to be on the show, and you know, just have the little grace with the Chicago Bulls. Um, this was awesome. Uh, so that actually, that actually wasn't the Olympics. That was a, a swim meet in Knoxville. Um, and I, I don't know, I, I was, I was just kind of, um, thinking about it. I was like, you know, I don't understand why like swimmers don't represent other people. Cause you know, when like football players, basketball players, they come into the arena, sometimes they're sporting other jerseys and of like of other players. And I thought that, I just think that's so cool. They're just supporting each other. Um, so, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to do it for swimming. And my favorite time, uh, my favorite player at the time was Ryan Archidiakono. So I had his jersey, decided to wear it. And USA Swimming is like a media deal with NBC Sports, who also has, you know, the Chicago Bulls. So two and two together, I just uh, got pretty popular on Twitter for a night with the Chicago Bulls fan. <laughs> uh, talk a little bit about your experience in the Olympics. I know growing up as a, as a kid, always wanted to be in the Olympics as a basketball player and um, got really close, got to the, like the final cut uh, for the 88 Olympics, the last group, the, the last college kids that went to the Olympics. I was like, I was 14 out of, out of the last 12. So my dream was crushed, but tell us a little bit about how you felt representing the United States and winning your gold medal. And, and uh, did you always dream about that as a kid? Oh yeah. I, I mean, it's was, you know, it was better than any dream that ever could have come true. Uh, every, I think every little swimmer out there dreams of having their last name with the United States flag on their cap, um, just representing their country. There's no bigger honor than swimming for the United States and representing your country on the international stage. Um, so just a little experience about me going into Olympics. So I, so, so first off, to make the Olympics team, you have to go to Olympic trials held every four years, you know, the same, same schedule as the Olympics. Um, and honestly, I really wasn't even pegged to make the finals, maybe make semifinals. Um, I was pretty, pretty low in like the depth charts per se of like, uh, the fastest sprinters, but 
I had a great meet, made semifinals. And honestly, my goal was just to swim in finals. Like I have a night swim, you know, that would be such an honor for kind of this kid that really didn't have a whole lot of accolades to his name at the time. Um, then so I'm in semifinals, so I'm the time that put me overall, went into finals, finished third overall. I got put on the relay. And um, so then it was like, holy cow, you know, dream accomplished. I get to swim this and this was my first international team. So to oh, wow. go all the way up to the top of the Olympics, the first team was was quite a feat. Um, and then so I was going to be on the relay, uh, but then there's another swimmer called Michael Phelps. <laughs> oh, him. Yeah. Oh, that guy. <laughs> um, there was there was there was this always kind of understood rule, like no matter what, even though Michael didn't swim the 100 free, he was going to be on the 400 freestyle relay. Cause he was there in 08 for like arguably the greatest relay of all time uh, where they came back and beat the French. And then he was there in 2012 where they had a disappointing loss to the French. And so now where he's coming back in 2016 for vengeance, he wanted this one bad. Um, so typically it's like they take six swimmers, the bottom four will swim the morning relay. And then the top two of those bottom four will swim with the top two to make the final relay. But instead of Michael, it's now just going to be the bottom one uh, or the top one of the bottom four gets to join the top three. So um, we we swam the race and it actually turned we swam the prelims um, and it turned out I was actually the second fastest. But I was 20. I was just turned 21 at the time. And another swimmer named Anthony Irvin, who was like 32 or 33 at the time, he actually outsplit me by like 0 0.1, 0 0.2 or something. Um, but I was a little disappointed cause like, dang, you know, I'm so close. Could have been on the night relay, but you know, I want the best swimmer there could possibly be to swim on the night relay. Um, so we, we go through media, we come down, we're warming down and, um, I'm, I'm warming down. We're taking lactate levels in our ear. And so after, you know, maybe 10 minutes, I'm feeling really good, feeling pretty fresh, ready to go again. And Anthony, who's 34, like, is like cramping. He can't move. He's like rigor mortis cannot like just oh, wow. super, super stiff. And the coaches are like, oh, okay, maybe another 10 minutes, you know, let him warm down. And then my lactate levels were, I was chilling on a couch. I could get up and swim again right now. And Anthony was still sky high. So the coaches had a meeting and they pulled me out of the water and they said, you know, Ryan, we looked at your ACC results, your NCAA results. We know you can at least repeat swims from morning to night. Um, your lactate's clearing really well. Anthony's is still struggling. So congratulations, Ryan. You're going to represent your country tonight. Oh, wow. And it was like, what? What? Like, wow. I, I need to shave. I need to eat. I need to you know, <laughs> rest. I need to rehydrate. I need to get my compression gear on. And so um, I called my coach right afterwards and he was because he was down there in Rio with me he wasn't a, on the team but he was down there watching as a fan and I was like yo Todd I I made it I'm in and he was like yeah it's cool I'm in the village too where are you like, <laughs> like, no, no, I'm in the night relay tonight and he's like what like a few explosives he's like you gotta be kidding me like let's go like he, he was so psyched um and then so then that whole day was like looking forward to the swim, looking forward to the night relay. And, you know, the time comes, we're in the ready room. Um, it's me, Michael Phelps, Nathan Adrian, Caleb Dressel. 
and we're in their ready room and like guys are like beating their chest because you know like the famous yeah. clip of the boxer you know making fun of michael and it's like just stuff like that mind games in there and you know i was still feeling pretty calm though like wasn't so bad um we then so we're like teams are starting to get announced they're exiting the ready room we were behind brazil so brazil the home country they get let out the doors open the smoke goes out and because they're the home crowd the place is just going like bonkers it's super loud you know it's it, ridiculous and then that's when it was like okay you know maybe maybe this is a little bit more than an average college dual meet you know <laughs> uh and then we go out we hold hands and it honestly looked like a Sammy Sosa, like McGuire home run. When you see those like still photos and like every single person has a flash going off because, you know, it was, yeah. I was with Michael Phelps, the one of, you know, this could be one of his last races. So like 16,000 camera flashes just went off all at once. And that's when it was like, oh my God, I'm in the Olympics representing the United States. Like 212 million Americans are depending on me to win this gold medal and like, you know, 60 million people are watching me live do this. And that's when I like, I couldn't even unzip my jacket. My hands were shaking so bad. And Michael was like, Hey man, just breathe, calm down. We're going to do this. Um, and Caleb does his thing, has a great start. Michael has like arguably one of the best flip turns in Olympic swimming history, um, gets past the French guy comes into me. And like I'm shaking so bad on the blocks <laughs> that like I, I just feel like I just have no idea what I'm thinking. He comes in, touches, I go in, and it, seriously, as soon as I hit the water, just like silence. It's just what I've what I've done for 21 years of my life, just swimming or just like the race mechanics and strategy just instantly kick in and it's autopilot. And then it's about so I'm like eight kicks, breakout. Breathe every four, 35, build, flip, kick out, six, six kicks to come back. And then I'm 75 meters in, 25 meters out. And all of a sudden, it's like that's when the pain really just skyrockets. Uh, and the body, the lactate just, ugh, just oh, you wow. know, burns everything. <clears throat> and I saw the French guy to the right of me. And I was like, I'm human. You're human. There's no way you're enduring more pain than me because I am not losing this race. I, you know, I have, you know, I have so much pride, so much and everything. I want this race more than you do. Held off the guy because he had one of the fastest, the French guy had one of the fastest splits in the field um, of the meet, but held him off, maintained the lead for Nathan. And Nathan, Adrian, is like one of the kind of the, uh, kind of like the godfather of American sprinting. He's all, he is super reliable. You know, if he's anchoring, like he's going to get the job done. So he, he dives in. Um, and sorry, I'm sorry if I'm talking to him. No, long. no, no, go ahead. <laughs> okay. This is amazing. He, he dives in and in the Olympics, these big international meets, you don't just touch the wall and like climb out right there. You actually have to swim to the outside of the pool, climb out of like lane zero and nine. So I, I was like full body acidosis, like could not move. Cause I just seriously gave 110% right there on that swim. I was in like, people give like a sixth gear. I was in like ninth gear that last, what, you know, 10 meters. It was rough. <laughs> wow. But 
Um, I climbed out and I'm like trying to stand up and walk. And I have this like pounding headache, quads are on fire, like bent over. And, and by the time I look back at the pool, Nathan's probably like, he just flipped. He's still got the lead. He's still going strong. And I walk over to behind the blocks and Caleb and, and Michael have had like a few minutes to recover because they swam first and second. So they've got a little bit more energy and they're like, you know, behind the blocks, kind of pumping their fists, flexing. And I'm like, so <laughs> lightheaded. I can't concentrate. Can't think about what I'm doing because I can like on the verge of nausea this whole time. And Nathan comes in, he's like 15 meters out, still ahead. And that's kind of finally when I have like this, like kind of put my fist in the air, pump it. Yeah, we're going to win. And I'm like immediately like, light started caving in like like almost blacking <laughs> out I had to put my head down on the block and of course that's like the photo that got used is i'm like basically dying on the block and nate and michael and caleb and are like flexing and they're all jacked and ripped behind the block and like if you don't if you don't know in swimming if you're the fourth person and you anchor the relay and you win like no matter what you're not tired you're jacked. So you're like pumping and you're full of energy. So Nathan, who, you know, just won the gold medal, he's all fired up and flexing too. And so all three of these guys are just like going crazy and I'm just dead in the background. And I really feel like I really blew my shot to uh, get public, but I redeemed myself on the, uh, the podium with my famous, uh, with my famous pictures of me crying. <laughs> What did you t what did you tell the guy who had to drop out? I mean, that had to be an awful moment for him, a chance to, you know, be celebrated forever with uh, Michael Phelps and the gold medal winning relay team. He he actually he was actually the one that told me. He was right there part of that meeting. He Anthony Irvin told me that um like hey man, congratulations. Let's 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 do it. But he actually won a gold medal in the 53 a few days later. Okay. Oh, so he so, got a chance to get a medal. I'm thinking yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, like he he didn't walk because but prelims relay also get gold medals. So so even even if I didn't swim and the United States still won, I would still get a gold medal. Okay. 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 So so my question is like I know like for basketball players, like when we cramp up, you know, there's all these different things that we like pickle juice and all this other, you know, bananas and potassium. What what is it for a swimmer? What do you guys use uh, for that? Um what our it's different because we are we're such a short effort um, comparatively. You guys play basketball for, you know, like nearly an hour with, T I don't know, I mean, not an hour, but like two hours of running up and down the court, TV timeout breaks and whatever. Whereas swimming, it's, it's maybe two minutes and that's it. That's like most events. So for a swimmer to actually like truly cramp up in the race is quite, um, the chance is small, but cramping up in practice is different. But, you know, we do like Pedialyte, Hydrolyte, Drip Drop, um, just kind of a, a combination of fluids um, to make sure you're not overwatered, but not dehydrated. So did like the, the guy, Anthony, did he, did he, you know, how, what were, what was the, the procedure for him? Like, did they try to give him like IVs and stuff like that to get himself, you know, back to being hydrated? Uh, no. Um, well, he wasn't, I don't think he was cramping up necessarily because he was dehydrated. I think he was just cramping up because of age. 
He wasn't oh, clearing. Mark, he wasn't clearing. Mark, I know how Mark feels now. Damn, Mark, Mark be cramping up all the time. I always get now. plenty of liquid, Stacy. I'm good. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I don't think it was a, a nutritional standpoint. I think it was more of an age thing. So did you remind uh, Michael um, that he's you a beat full blown sprinter? So for him to even do the hundred, like, was almost reaching his top end distance swimming wise. Hey, hey, Ryan, did you remind Michael that you beat his time for the gold? Uh, no, well, <laughs> he, well, wait, no, he, I think he has split me. No, your time was better for the, really? for the relay. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, he, yeah, <laughs> Timmy whispers, you know, he, he doesn't bring a lot to the table, Ryan, but he does, he does he, do he, his he, research. He does research. He finds, <laughs> he finds these little nuggets that no one else can find on the internet. And now uh, that's his claim to fame. I want to pat him on the back. Said, love all those medals, yeah. but, uh, no, no, he, no, I, I would never talk smack to michael because i know he could literally whip me in you know every other event and that was like his 19th gold medal wow, and that was my yeah. first so i've got no room to talk well did you ever smoke any weed with him jesus man <laughs> this is a children's well, show man well, i heard that could uh, help with the cramping is what i heard oh my you know, the God. medical marijuana somebody, take, somebody cut his mic off please where's the whispers uh, drop yeah. So, so my, my, another one of my questions is, is that, you know, just watching, you know, you guys and, and, and watching Michael Phelps, because like, you know, playing with Michael Jordan, you know, and, and Scottie Pippen, you know, coming up as a young kid and seeing how, you know, the attention they, they garner when you come, you know, you come into arena, you know, a preseason game in, in, um, you know, in New Orleans, you know, in the, in the big, the big uh, football play, what is it? The Superdome? We had like 60,000 yeah. people my yeah. rookie year to watch the Bulls play in a preseason game, which was like unheard of. And, you know, I, I've seen how crowds act in Buffalo. We're in Buffalo, New York. And my first my first introduction to how big Michael was was that uh, we come in, me and BJ Armstrong come in after the game. He's like, hey, you guys might not want to take a shower. You might want to get on the bus now. And we're like looking at him like, what? He's like, yeah, you might want to come out with me because I'm leaving right now. So then all of a sudden you see the riot police come in with the big shields, you know, the big shields. And you hear yeah. the walkie-talkie. They're saying, you got to get them out now. You got to get them out now. They're breaking, they're breaking the barricades. And so we're like, you know, I'm like 21 years old. I'm like breaking the barricades. Like, what, what are they talking about? Yeah. All of a sudden these droves of people just ramsack, just come through the hallway. We're coming out. We're like, we're half-dressed. We're coming out. They got the riot shields. They're beating people with the shields. It was Jeez. unbelievable. So what was the experience like being around Michael Phelps? Because he, he garners that kind of attention as well yeah it was um i the fir the first time i really realized it was we arrived in the rio airport at like 1 or 2 a.m and like and, and it, obviously it was the olympics but like so there was like kind of a buzz kind of some energy a lot of people rooming around um but then when we were like actually had to leave like past the gate check and like actually go into like the main lobby. So we had the whole team go out and they, yeah, we kind of had like a police escort go onto the bus. And then it was like, okay, I think we're ready. Like, and then like turned around and looked and then Michael came out and he had like six guys, like follow him in a circle, had his headphones on, like hood up, looking down and people were just like going nuts, camera flashes, everyone screaming. You could just hear the audible volume inside the bus from the lobby across the street in the airport. Um, really cool. That was 
So you just had so much attention that way. And then we were in the dining hall and somehow it was just like him and him, another person and I are having lunch or something or breakfast. And uh, people kept coming up to Michael and like asking him stuff and doing all this, like asking for autographs, pictures and things and all this stuff. Like he, he couldn't just have like a moment of lo- alone. And then when we walked back to the the tower of the village, he actually like, he, he was like, Ryan, you need to walk in front of me. He's like, oh, okay. So he like <laughs> file line walked. He had his head like hood up, headphones on, like head down. And he was like, almost like matching me step for step of where I was going. And he, he was kind of like, Hey, you know, pick it up. Let's book it. Let's go. <laughs> uh, Cause he just did not know, want people to stop him, bother him, ask him for these questions and stuff like that. So uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty crazy. And then, um, well, so what was cool though, is that cause Michael was on the relay and Michael, Caleb and Nathan all were still swimming, but so I was the only one done swimming. So I got to speak on behalf of the relay. So all these like big companies, Ryan Seacrest, like the, the NBC show with like Matt Lauer, um, uh, Hoda and the Today show. Yeah. Oh yeah, sorry, the Today Show. Not yeah, not Good Morning America. Yeah, the Today Show, and um, all these like big name broadcasts requested, you know, requested Michael, but they got me because I got to speak on behalf. <laughs> so I got to go to all these cool places, meet up, and like yeah, I got to meet like the Twitter. I got to go to the Twitter headquarter house in Reno, Rio. Um, got to go to the Beats house, the Nike house, like all these cool places. Because I'm pretty sure they're expecting Michael, and they just got me. So. You want a gold medal, so hey, they can kiss your butt, yeah. man. Hey, you got a gold medal. Hey, speaking of celebrities, uh, you, being a big basketball fan, you probably know that uh, Tim Duncan started out as a swimmer down in the Virgin Islands. What would it be like to line up on the blocks next to a, a seven-foot athlete like that, ready to explode in, in, in a sprint? I mean, there there are some tall dudes out there. Um and you, I don't know. It's just there's some advantages and disadvantages. They're so big they can't get their turnover as high. Um, typically not good at you know underwater's flip turns. But um, where I don't know. So it kind of all levels out. But I'm not really intimidated so much by height. Um, yeah, they, they look good walking to the blocks. It's like a, a airport. You know, seven footers walking through. That must be a basketball team. You know. <laughs> So, you know, we, you know, I, I've been watching swimming for a long time. Like, I mean, seeing Mark Spitz, who was arguably the greatest American swimmer. And then I became a fan of Ian Thorpe. We had talked about this on the phone because I thought mm-hmm. when you watch him swim, I thought he had an unfair advantage. Like he was really like Aquaman. He had like these huge hands, huge feet. And I thought it kind of assisted him a little bit in the water, gave him a little bit of an advantage when he was swimming. Uh, talk a little bit about that. And, and, you know, and, and have you ever, have you ever swam against him? I have not swam against Ian Thorpe. Um, in the swimming world, we call him the torpedo. Torpedo. Um, but yeah, he, he was a little bit before my time. Um, actually quite a bit before my time. Um, so I, I never actually swam against him, but yeah, he, he is a swimming legend because he was he was just groundbreaking. He was setting records that like people have yet to even touch like since then. Um, 
And now he did it with like the super suit era, but you know, training, nutrition, all this stuff has gotten better, even in those, you know, 20 ish, 15 to 20 years since he swam. Um, but yeah, he's got, you know, I mean, anyone can swim, but if you have the right body characteristics, it definitely helps. Um, so Michael has got kind of short, short, uh, torso, but like really long arms. So he's really powerful, really strong, really like connected and his legs are kind of short. So he's got really powerful, um, kicks and Ian just had, yeah, huge hands, huge feet. And so they kind of made him just like, you know, there's athletes, then there's freak athletes, and then there's like freaks among freaks. And Michael <laughs> Torpedo are one of those people that just, they have the right belt or body build and um, kind of just swimming foundation, uh, I guess like aerobic capacity that they can just crush it. Um, so but uh, yeah, I, unfortunately, I never got to swim against Torpedo. Um, but the, I mean, I've, I've swam against some of the greats in the world um, previously and now, and it's always a pleasure to to race those guys because iron sharpens iron. So yeah, hey Ryan, we got a question from our Twitch chat uh, from Dressel one seventy six. He asks, "What was your reaction watching seventeen year old David Popovici? I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly." Break the men's 100 freestyle world record. And he asked, do you think he can go 45 seconds in the future? I think, ah, man, it, it's so kind of conflicted because I feel like, so David Popovici is like one of the new, um, one of the new up and coming swimming stars. He is, he just set the world record in the 100 free, as this guy said. Um, but he, he's, so in, in, in sprinting, there's kind of like two different body types. There's like the big, beefy Nathan Adrian, Flo Manadu, uh, Ben Proud kind of guys. And then there's like the petite, uh, petite technique driven who just kind of glide on the water. And that's like Anthony Irvin, um, Tom Yeager, uh, maybe even... Biondi and Popovich, um, old, old sprinters, but David, yeah, David Popovich is, he, he's just so small. He's like a golf stick with arms and legs, but he has <laughs> such good feel for the water that every catch he's not wasting like an ounce of energy or an ounce of just kind of whitewash. He's catching so well that he just like just hydroplanes on the water. And it's really, it's honestly really pretty to watch him swim. Um, and I think, he could go see the thing is like i think he could go 45 if he got a little bit more strength but i'm not sure if he could get more strength and keep that same yeah. kind of glidiness kind of that flow in the water so i'm not sure if the marginal benefits um i don't know i'm, I'm i don't know where the optimal like range of body weight to feel in the water is for him um but Maybe. I mean, people, people thought 17 in the 50 was impossible, but yet here we are. Yeah. So, so now that Michael Phelps is retired and who's the next great American swimmer that we should be looking out for? Um, well, first one that comes to mind is Caleb Dressel. He's the stud of 
sprint freestyle, butterfly. He could probably even do the IM too. Oh, I know he can do the IM. He's really good at the IM. Um, but he, uh, he won, I think, seven gold medals at the 2020 um, or the 2020. No, wait. The 20, 2019 Worlds, he won seven golds. And then I think in the 2020 games, he won maybe five. I don't remember right now. Maybe someone could fact check me there. Um, Caleb Dressel is amazing. One of the best uh, distance guys we have coming up, his name is Robert Fink, Bobby Fink. He is unbelievable. Uh, he he out he ends his 800 and mile in a fit, faster 50 split than I can bring home my 200 in. Oh, wow. So, and it, and like, he just toys with people. He lets first, second and third, like think they're going to win the race. Cause he's somewhere back and forth. And those guys will close in like 28, 29 and Bobby Fink will close in like a 26 and just run him down. And he's always like lane one or eight on the outside. Can't see him. And then he'll touch first. And the guys who think they're like one, two, three touch and they're like second and third. And they're like <laughs> just furious. And it's so it's just so classic Bobby Fink. Um, yeah, he's really good. There's another guy named Carson Foster, who is a two IMer. Um, he a two IMer. You know, he's the real deal, too. Um, I think so. Honestly, the United States never has to worry about, um, you know, uh a lack of someone in an event like we they never rebuild it's always just reloaded because you know one guy comes down steps retires three kids who are just young and hungry want to take his spot so where's home for you now are you going to be able to get up uh to a bulls game stacy's got really good seats i sure do <laughs> yeah I sure do, great seats um i am currently in phoenix arizona so um haven't been well. I, I went to a Bulls game last year. We watched we watched them play the Hawks. It was a great game. Um, but and then I was gonna watch them play the Suns at the Suns, but it was like a week before my big trials meet, and it just didn't seem at the right time to you know potentially get COVID, get sick, sure. you know yeah. something food poisoning. It just didn't seem like the right time to watch it. Well, you don't have to worry about it, Ryan. Whenever you want to, you're in Chicago and you just like, you know, my number, hit me up. You can get to a Bulls game, my guest, and uh, I got good seats. Unlike Timmy Whispers, his seats are in the nosebleed section. If I'm lucky to get those. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, we saw Lexi back in there. Do you guys ever compete against each other? And does she appreciate your emotional responses? Um, Lexi, we, we, uh, we don't compete in swimming anymore. Um, we compete in like pickleball. There you go. Like, oh, little pickleball. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, pickleball, um, it, um, board game. Like we were playing Catan, Settlers of Catan. And it, like, we, we were getting, oh, and bags. Uh, bags. <laughs> that's, my, that's, yeah, my, that's my thing. Uh, washers. Like little, like little lawn games like that. That, like, that's where we get really competitive because we just can't stand to lose to each other. Timmy, you prefer the term cornhole, don't you? Of course. He, yeah, he likes cornhole because he's a packer. He's a hot sauce packer. Whenever you're packing hot sauce, you like to hear the word cornhole. Well, you're from Wisconsin, Mark. You know the term. Come on now. Oh. That's where the Johnsonville Cornhole Championships are held every year. 
One of our great sponsors, potentially. <laughs> yeah, we just lost, we just another, lost another one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ryan, we want to thank you for jumping on with us. Uh, we always like to see the Bulls gear. We're getting ready for a new season. Hopefully, it's going to be a lot of good times for the Bulls. And and best of luck in, in your future in competitive swimming. And we appreciate you jumping on. I got on. one more question. Give me the hot sauce. I got one more question. All right. Here yeah. we go. Okay. Um, you know, Tim, Tim, you know, we swim, me and Tim. And Tim's kind of like Rocky Balboa in the water. He's like, you know, he has no rhythm. <laughs> you know, he's just like this, you know. I, I just want to know, how can we how can we help him make it easier for him to swim laps in the pool? Like, we need to get you on, like, some kind of Zoom call in the water so you can teach him how to swim because he looks just like Rocky. You can't win, Rocky. He's like, you know, he's all stiff. So Forgetting to breathe. Can we, get some, can we get some help with this boy right here, please? Yeah, yeah, we can, yeah, definitely do that. Yeah, definitely, Exchange for some bowls tickets. Or yes, something? yes, yeah. yes. We got you, right? We got, and we're gonna yeah. send you some of my signature yeah. hot sauce. Oh yeah, yeah. I've been looking forward. That's to that. right. Yeah. Our my producer Maddie over there. She's, uh, you know, sometimes we got to hit put the alarm clock on her, but she's working. And, uh, and, <laughs> and Timmy will pack it with love. Yeah, Timmy That's will right. pack your hot sauce with love. <laughs> I'm scarred from swimming though, Ryan. I, I I had to swim across Lake Geneva, freezing. Two and a half miles when I was 13 years old. He was escaping the police. <laughs> I, was, I was in military school. I didn't have a choice. Wow. Oh, no, he was running from his dad. That, that's true. Chuck. Oh, geez. Uh, yeah, yeah I, just, I mean, honestly, the, probably the biggest thing is just to get more comfortable in the water, have your face in the water, and then yeah. don't pick your head up to and, breathe. Isn't that just called drowning? Push your head to the side. That's probably, that's probably my best thing, because then if you pick your head up, your hips drop. You have to fight to get back to that surface. Um, just keeping everything on one rotation, like rotational axis, would be my. Uh, without seeing your stroke, that's probably what well, I would just. You say. really don't want. You see Charles Barkley swing. That's imagine his swim stroke. That's, yeah, it's like Charles Barkley's golf swing. That's his swim stroke. Wow. And he swims in speedo. Man. He's the only one in the pool with speedo. Everybody else got like box, you know, nice shorts on. He's walking around with tight speedos, like he's really a swimmer. Hey, it's still an American flag. Which no, is you nice. know what? I don't want to see that, man. That's a, that's just a sight you hey, really don't, don't want to see. Don't desecrate the flag, you know whispers. What? You know, you don't want to see that, man. Hey, hey, I'm telling you, Ryan, you don't want to see that. I don't mind seeing the Olympic swimmers because you guys, that's what you do. That's your uniform. But a guy like him walking around in like a little tight speedo is just not cute. It's not and cute at, least at all. It's not like nude color. It is. Oh, it is no. You must have saw it. It was nude color. <laughs> <laughs> Too much information on giving yeah. the hot sauce. Oh, Ryan, me. thanks for being such a good sport. We'll get that hot sauce out to you, and best of luck in the future. All right. Thank you. Thank you thanks, guys Ryan. so much for having me. This Man, so thanks for fun. coming on, bud. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Ryan Held, our guest on Give Me the Hot Sauce. We got more to do after a quick little timeout. Once again, I want to thank Olympic swimmer Ryan Held for joining us on Gimme the Hot Sauce. He's a fan of most Chicago teams, so he's probably cheering for the White Sox to make a late-season run. we got two and a half weeks left in baseball's regular season. We are coming at you on a Thursday, and uh, earlier in the day, the Chicago White Sox won a game they had to have. They beat the Cleveland Guardians 8-2, smashing five home runs. Lance Lynn, your winning pitcher, and, and out Stacey, a lot of people were almost ready to give up when they lost to the Rockies yesterday, but this this puts them back in it because they've got three games against the Guardians in Chicago next week. Big win today, Mark. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I'm sporting my Sox hat today because I just I'm excited. I'm excited for them. If they'd have lost, I wouldn't award, but they won. 
Okay. <laughs> bandwagoner. You wow. know what? I'm not a bandwagon jumper. I'm like, I'm for, listen, I want to see the Sox because the last two years, the Sox going into the season was predicted to go to the World Series. Okay. Injuries, sidetracked them, whatever. Okay. Tony La Russa, you know, this situation. Wow, that's, the, you know what? Man. That's cold. Be, be the man, nice, the man's nice. got a pacemaker. You know in certain be nice to senior yeah. citizens. Take man. some more you're, naps. You're, you're going to be old one day, man. Okay. Uh, remember that. And I'll take Remember naps. that. I won't you, be coaching a team in the World Series. Wow. <laughs> Just man. like Whispers. Oh, my God. He'll be taking blue pills, though. Oh, who said that? Who said If who I said need that? to. He's doing it now, America. What? Who said that? Oh, my goodness. That was my alter ego, Tracy, said that. So occasionally it pops up. Whatever it takes. 210, 220. The team has been playing better since uh, Miguel Cairo took over. They're, I don't know the exact record right in front of me, but uh, something like yeah, well, something like 11-5 like and five now, now yeah. after they lost to the Rockies. And they're three games back, four games back in the loss column. They still have a shot with all the ups and downs of this season. And Tony LaRusso was in Oakland. He joined the team for Dave Stewart's uh, ceremony to honor him at Oakland. And then he kind of jokingly said, well, I show up and we lose, you know. So then, and then he comes to the last two games at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field. They went one and one against the Rockies. At this point, as I said, two and a half weeks left in the season, I think they should just let Miguel Cairo finish it out and then reevaluate. That's the a year. very, very delicate situation. Sure, yeah. You know, because of his relationship with Jerry Reinsdorf. Yep. Um, so you got to be careful there. Um, but I, I think that in order for them to make the playoffs with the way they're playing with, with Miguel Cairo, is let him still there, let him still be the manager. And, you know, move Tony upstairs to be an advisory role or something. Sure, yeah. That would you know, be easier for him health-wise. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's, it's, he's getting up there in age, and I think his health's got to be the most important thing for him. So with the way the team is playing, they're responding. You, you, I mean, listen, I'm not saying nothing that these players are not saying. You know, these guys, when they're being interviewed, they're saying, hey, we know we're responding better, da-da-da. They don't really throw Tony under the bus. You know, they're not throwing Tony under the bus, but it's just you can see that they there's a different um, attitude. There's a different energy. And so, um, yeah, let them manage the uh, cheese tray and the boost drinks up in the uh, wow, this guy's sweet. Okay, America, you know, America, <laughs> I, I just I just want to say, you can tell it's late in the show. Cheese shots yeah, are coming cheap, left and right. Real, real cheese yeah. shots. Andrew Galata, like, <laughs> below the belt. Up. You know, come on, man. Pull the, pull the, the punches up, Mike Tyson. Stop biting your lobes, okay? America, we support seniors. That's hey, anybody watch that Mike Tyson show? Was it on Prime? Oh yeah, the one he smoked. The, tra the trailer looks so bad. I, I never watched right, it. Listen, anybody seen that? Either hey, you guys. Listen, you tell Mike Tyson that. Are you talking no, about the no, movie? No, no, no. No, it's a series. The series. Yeah, the, where they oh, got this actor the playing Mike like, Tyson. The guy's like 70 years old. The tattoo's on the wrong place. <laughs> He's supposed to be, his tattoo's upside down. It's like it's like the dude don't even sound like Mike Tyson. What would you say, Nick? They didn't get Mike's approval either. Well, I'm telling you what. Hey, hey listen. That was, don't want to make him mad. I don't, yeah. I don't appreciate your comments. I, I'm just telling you, man. I don't appreciate your comments, Mark. It's ludicrous. I'm telling you right now. That was the worst... That was the worst Mike Tyson show thing. I saw it. I was like, oh, come on, yeah. man. Come on, man. I couldn't even watch it. No, they had the one tooth blacked out, and yeah. he had a piece of bubble gum over yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> come on, Give man. me a break. That's like, one of those, that's like one of those art projects in high school. You just, like, <laughs> you film it. You know, you are sent it to school. Yeah. You get a grade for and it, they, but they got an F. And they show him standing in his underwear with a tiger on a leash. Oh, yeah, that man. happened. Come on. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. You know, nah, I don't know, though. It might happen, though. Mike that's Tyson. That was the hangover. My, hey, yeah, Tyson, that hey. was a little different, yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson was a little freak back in the day. Don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, don't sleep.
Hey, we know that, 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 that Mike Tyson always travels in style. Stacy, tell the folks how they can get a limo ride oh, in their next minute, big event coming up. Our friends at Windy City Limousine. And our guy's always listening. Every time I walk out, he goes, hey, that was a great show. Special shout out to my personal driver, Mike Amaroth. Okay, America, you hear me say his name a lot. He works for Windy City. And, you know, make sure you request him when you want a, a ride from Windy City. You book a ride. Get can you Mike. do that? Yeah, you can do that. I tried. You, you, shut up, man. God <laughs> dang it. I'm talking about Mike. This is Mike's time, not yours, Whispers. I'm talking about Shaft. Yeah. Oh, no. oh, oh, what, no. you, what you talking about? Oh, my God. Well, he can dig America, it. America, Mike, I'm sorry. I'm trying to give you some shine right now. And these two clowns are interfering. So... America, if you go call Windy City, okay, ask for Mike Amaroth. He's the best driver. He, he's he got a black belt in Taekwondo. He's a third degree uh, hip keto. Uh, he carries a strap in his in his, <laughs> in his ankle. So if you need, like, a gun uh, protection. You're not supposed to say that. Yes, I'm saying whatever Hello. I want to say. This is my show. Okay. <laughs> he, what, what, should I say gun? No. Okay, then shut up. Just say he's packing. <laughs> okay, I'm just say he's packing. You know what I mean? Throat wow. punch. See, Throat yeah. punch. See, anything, like any, anything with packing, he, he like. Okay, here, here, America. I just gave out Mike. Mike, I'm sorry that I tried to give you some shine, and these two clowns like blew it for you. I'm sorry. That was your big day. I know you listen to the show religiously. He's outside right now. He's ready for me to come out. He's listening to the show. And, and he, what's the phone number for folks to get hold of? Oh, when you, you want Mike's numbers? Oh, no, 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 no. Just... Oh, Mike, Mike, I'm gonna give you a little hotline, boy. <laughs> I can uh, use it. Windy City provides championship service. Making a reservation is so easy, it's a slam dunk. Let Windy City break the full court pressure of traffic and get you to your destination in style and on time. Contact us at 847-96-9300. Again, that is 847-916-9300. Or you can go online, which that's probably the easiest thing to do because sometimes it's hard to answer the yeah. phone. Uh, WindyCityLimos.com. And tell them. Timmy Whisper sent you, and you might get a discount. I doubt it, uh, but if you, you might, might get a throat you, punch, you, you know, you might even get a call back. <laughs> you might, yeah, they don't even answer the phone. Oh wait a minute, I forgot to tell you about uh, this though. Yeah. So you know, last week, you know, Timmy Whisper's gonna take his his daughter out for her birthday. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, he's like, so he comes to me. He says, uh, "Hey, you, you think um, you think your guy will drive me?" Yeah. And so I said, you know what? I don't know. I'm, you know, he said, why don't you ask him? I said, I don't know, Tim. This is my, this is, you know, I don't know. Can't make any promises. You know, right. Can't make any promises. You yeah, haven't heard anything. It was. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> I go, I go talk to my man, Mike. Yeah. I said, Mike, I said, Mike, uh, whisper, cause he's a big fan of whispers. He's like, man, but whispers is really like, he's really coming to his own after two years. He's finally talking. <laughs> so he goes, uh, I said, well, speaking of whispers, I said, uh, you know, he wanted me to check with you, find out like if you know, yeah. if you work off the clock or whatever, you you know, he, he'd like to, you know, rent you out. Mike's like, hell to the no. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely not. That's what he said, Tim. And I didn't want to hurt your feelings. Oh, man. I didn't want to hurt cool. So when Tim said, when Tim said he heard crickets, he went line because I didn't know how to break that to him. You know, he Whoa. called me. He called me, but I didn't answer the so, phone like three or four times. I, I like I just, him. But I the guy him. me out. Yeah, hey, I just, I just, I had Don't to put him in my car. Put him in the voice. What mail. did you say Mike's last name is? Amaroff. You know that, that Gus Fring's right-hand man was Mike Armantrout. Really? That's from Breaking right. Bad? Yeah. So is that the same guy? I don't know, man. But I tell, throw what, a punch. I tell you what. I'm going to tell you what. He'll dig a hole for you in the will, desert and leave yeah, you there. Hey, oh, I, will, yeah. I will say this about the Mike. Holy Doug. I will say this about Mike, okay? Mike has been to more concerts than everybody in this room combined. Yeah. This dude This dude goes to concerts. Yeah. How many concerts have you been to, Nick? I can't even count. I lost Give me a number. Kid's 20 years old. He ain't paid to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, give me a number, Nick. Like 60? 
60? Yeah. Oh, Mike's been like 500, dude. He's going to he's he's going he's going to go see uh the boss, Bruce Springsteen in like Ireland. He's going yeah. all, he's going to France. Spotty we say we we he's going there. We might run into each other in France, you know, cuz we know we're going to France too, America. America I'm going to the France. Bulls. Too. Yeah, the Bulls. Yeah, the Bulls are going the second week of January. I got my little raspberry beret and we see <laughs> are we going Mark? You're not going. So here no. here and Tim's got his purple rain shirt. Purple rain, <laughs> purple rain. So I got the little raspberry beret and I'm going to be out there speaking French, parlez-vous français, oui oui, je t'aime, très très beaucoup. Oh, don't sleep, I'm a America. professional I'm analyst. A professional. There's D. D, where to hit that right boy. You like you like my man uh what's What's my man DJ Khaled? That's you over there. Another one. Hey, speaking of big events, there's a big UFC fight card coming up this weekend. Woo! Tell the folks what they should be watching for. Listen, besides your kids no, coming over to watch no, it on listen, your dime. No, no. This week, there's two things. Last week was Wait, UFC how about Diaz? fight. Diaz, we, America, our UFC fans, I know, you know you've been waiting for this, okay? Because, you know, we talk UFC here, okay? Yeah. Diaz Ferguson, this could have been a disaster card because... Uh, you know, uh, Hasman didn't make weight. So that could have messed up this whole card. I give Dana White and UFC credit. This probably was one of the best cards they've had in a long time. There were some very competitive fights. When you look at, you know, Diaz, Diaz was supposed to fight Hasman. Hasman was about eight pounds overweight. So they moved him down, moved him up to middleweight where he fought Kevin Holland. Kevin Holland's like a really, really good UFC fighter. You know, it's moving up. And then, I mean, he ragged all this dude. Like, he ragged. I mean, they had got into the, what made this, this fight so compelling. Uh, Diaz and those guys, they got into a fight backstage with this guy, the guy with the beard, Hasman. And so it carried over to the ring. Holland got into a fight with him pre-fight. Got into the ring. Holland went to go give him a, a hand slap. You're like, let's let's go. And Hasman just ragdolled him. I mean, yeah. it, it, it was a beatdown. Look, I mean, look at the, mm -hmm. look at the numbers. Fight was over after two minutes and thirteen, um, and he didn't even throw a punch. Shamaya didn't even throw a punch. It was just straight rap, you know, rap like an anaconda. On a on a on an antelope, just squeezed him out, made him tap out. The second fight, the championship, no, not the championship fight, but the the main event was Nate Diaz, who I'm a big fan of the Diaz brother. I'm part of the Diaz army, brother. I'm by the Nick Diaz army, baby. That's me and Tim. But we we kicked him out. He's not really part of. It. He's, he's not. He's a fake fan. Okay, but you see my man Nate right there. He's got a dad's body. But he is. I'm telling is you, is he a Mexican fighter? Uh, he, he's, he's, yeah, he's. You can't say that. Is that, that racist? You can't say that. Wow! Just, just lost another sponsor. Taco Bell has just pulled out of America. Taco Bell has left us. Oh wow! Taco Bell's not Mexican. Well, they, they serve Mexican food. Oh, that's racist too. You pulled me into this. I didn't want to go there, America. I didn't, I didn't want to go there. This is Mark Sadowski. Close up, Stacey no, King. No, yeah, no, that's no, the no, man. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> Director America. Robert Sarver comments. Stacey King, 21. America, America. See how they drag me into this stuff. As I was saying, in the UFC fight, I was really interrupted by the man who tried to make me say something racist. Okay. Uh, Nate Diaz, this could have been his last fight in the UFC. Um, and he went out with a bang. I mean, now we got the trilogy coming. Well, there, we don't know that yet because yeah, that's coming. We we don't know yet. But but the 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 cool thing about it was he went out on his terms. 
Like he, he, you know, he fought a good guy. Tony Ferguson is one of the toughest guys in the UFC. He's now he's lost five in a row. He's brain damage from Jason Gaethje. Oh my God! Just stop. He is. Just stop. Okay, if you interrupt me one more time, I'm throat punching you. So, <laughs> so American Fighters really interrupted. Tony Ferguson's lost five in a row, but he's still a t- he's lost against five tough fighters, like the upper echelon of the UFC. He's not losing the cream puffs. I mean, you lose to Justin Gaethje, you lose to uh, the Charles from the Bronx. Um, you know, uh, Michael Chandler kicked him in the face. Uh, <laughs> um, the last time they fought. But this dude is one of the best UFC fighters in history, and he's one of the toughest guys. You can always count on a tough fight. So when him and Nate Diaz got together, that was a fight made in heaven because you have two of the same kind of guys that are tough guys. They're not going to back down. They're not going to be doing all this dancing in the ring. They're going to fight. They're going to use their their skill level, uh, you know, jujitsu, all the stuff that they, they're really good at, mixed martial arts. And it was an entertaining fight. And Nate Diaz just, you know, just wrapped him up, got him and choked him out. It was awesome fight and that might be the last time we see Diaz in the octagon but he said that he wants to fight Conor McGregor in a trilogy which will which will be big for UFC but he's also starting his own his own network that's what he's doing he's going to start his own promotion company see a lot of guys are saying hey look you know because the UFC doesn't pay these guys well let's just be real call a spade a spade these guys make so much money for the UFC so much money and these guys are you know the guys who run it are getting rich these, these fighters, unless you're an upper echelon fighter, you're not making any money. Once you pay your ring guys, once you pay your your corner guys, you don't have a lot of money. And it's not, they don't have health insurance. I mean, there's And some, they're fighting all the time. And they're fighting all the time because they have to. They have to. This is their job. Some of these guys, when you look at Nate Diaz talk, you know, you hear some of these guys talk who've taken a lot of blows to the head. You know, these guys don't have insurance. They don't have life insurance. You know, they yeah, don't have awful. it. And that's, in every sport, you have insurance. You're covered. And the UFC really needs to take care of these guys because now what you're starting to see is these guys are starting to understand after being the UFC for so long, they're saying, wait a minute, okay, I can do my own promotion company. You know, you got, you know, Khabib has started his own Eagle brand foundation and they're doing really, really well. So you're starting to see these guys start to say, hey, look, we don't really need the UFC because I tell you what, if I was a UFC fighter and I was an upper echelon fighter like Conor McGregor or somebody, I would, John Jones, all these upper echelon guys that make millions, I would, I would say we're boycotting. You talking about the Eagle Fang team, like yeah. a Cobra Kai? Yeah. No, oh, no, no, no. Johnny Lawrence. <laughs> it just started season five. I'm gonna tell you, season. Somebody just told me season five. Yeah, just started. America, you know me about my my TV series. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I told y'all, Cobra Kai is. I named my dog Kobe Kai because I'm a big fan of Cobra yeah. Kai. Okay? I watched the first two episodes. Yeah, off the good it's start. It's awesome. It's yeah. awesome. So got me drinking Coors Banquet again. <laughs> That's right. Johnny oh loves God. the Coors Banquet. Yeah. Oh my God. This guy here. Just like whispers. <laughs> but it's a great show, America. But uh, but my last thing about fighting, because we're still on the fighting mode, big fight this weekend. Yeah. Triple G yeah. versus Canelo. Uh, listen, Canelo's won two fights. The, uh, two of the first three, and it, he was robbed. Uh, Triple G was robbed the first time. Triple G beat Canelo the first yeah, he time. Did. He beat him the first time handily, and they gave Canelo the win. The second fight, Canelo knew that he lost the first one, so he automatically got the rematch, and he beat Canelo. So it's really one-to-one. So this really is the tiebreaker right here. So whoever wins this, and you got to remember, Canelo is coming off really his first loss in like you know 15 years since he lost to uh, Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, so he went he, class, he went up so. in, he went up in weight to fight. There's the tail of the tape, and the, the thing going against Triple G right now is age. 
You know, he's 40 yeah. years old. You know, you're, you know, you, you know, he's done. Dang, man. Jesus. Come on, man. Oh my God. The guy is 40 years old. Let me just say this. Let me say he, he you know, he says he's done. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to get triple G to come in here live and, and beat him up. <laughs> I'm going to put my coin on. Can I yeah. yeah. We're going to get him to beat your ass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I haven't washed up too. So <laughs> How about what's, what's, what's true the guy confessions that, from Tim Kelly? What's the guy that beat you up in UFC? Um, Andre Arvalovsky, is that name? Andre Arvalovsky. Yeah. yeah. Why don't you Why don't you get him on the show? Let's talk about that beating you took. I like he, to he's going to come by and drink all of Tim's beer and then beat the hell out of him. Yeah. And, and, and take his shirt off. Take that shirt off. You don't want it. It's my shirt. I keep calling me. Says FU. So. I'm telling you, you, you got to get him on the show because I, I definitely that's something I'd like to talk about. That would be an interview I'd love to have just to talk about how he beat Tim's ass. And knocked him out cold. I just want to know. That's that Scott right here. Yeah, coming coming soon down. to a podcast near you. Andre the night I beat up Tim it, Kelly. Yeah, there he is right there. There he is right there. And you got the little vampire teeth in. I'll yeah. tell you what, America. The Russian if bear. Anybody the knows, if anybody knows the pit bull, tell him we've been talking about him. Tell him Tim Kelly said he's been talking about him bad. Did I ever tell you and, about um, that picnic? What? I brought a, a new football with my son to one of these UFC picnics. <laughs> no. You didn't tell We're chucking the ball, and he's got this big Rottweiler. It grabs the ball, pops it. I mean, the thing was five minutes old, like a $60 NFL football. And Austin's like, uh, my son, aren't you going to go say something to him? I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> You're paying for that football, you wow. Russian bear. Yeah, wow. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> so you were scared? Yeah. He already punched me a few times okay. before that, you know so what, I was man. good. You know what, Tim? I, I've known you for 30 years of abuse. And um, I've yeah. never, I've never known he you. He abused to be, me. You abused me. I've Mark's never, next. I've never known you'd be afraid of a man. Uh, I thought that was Pavel's older brother originally. When hey, I saw listen, Pavel, Pavel. We, I haven't seen this in America. You remember our, you remember our little Russian DJ Pavel? Yeah. You know he saved. He's still the show. here. Right. Hey, he saved the show. Hey. He saved the show for I wouldn't bit. go that far. Oh, see, I'm trying to get see now. See, see Pavel, Pavel, you see the love I got for you, Pavel? He ain't listening listen to the show. He ain't listening to the show. And when he's out there by your car, when you're walking out there tonight, <laughs> and he's sitting out there, he's sitting there like that this. straight razor on your Achilles. <laughs> what did you say, Shanowski? Yeah, yeah. Mark's got a lot of people after him, I I got Andre Drummond yeah, at the got, front door. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah. oh, I talked to Andre Drummond. I just want to, hey, America, because you know we got Andre Drummond on the squad now. Yeah. And I talked to Andre Drummond, <laughs> and he said, "Hey, what's that white dude's name that's, yeah. uh, that was talking trash?" Not the red, not the red lobster yeah, guy. No, not the red lobster guy. <laughs> the guy with this nice salad. Where, 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 is, where is he at? I want to talk to him. So he's gonna come on the show, America. We Darn get Andre Drummond. Vladimir Putin. Wow, this is just like whispers. Is that racist? <laughs> hey, Tim, t- tell the folks about uh, our great friends at Angel Water. Oh man! Oh yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Let me let me. Sh- if Stacy stays here. awake through this, uh, trying to stay awake. <laughs> this is too long of a read. Well, you're the one who wrote it. You wrote it. I did not write this. Mine was worse. <laughs> <laughs> who wrote it? I don't know. This is you not much it? better than what Nick I did. Nick wrote it. Oh, no, we're man. not going to point any fingers. No, but, we're not but the person who wrote it at her birthday gonna, yesterday. Yeah. Oh. Oh, we forgot No, it. that's not true. No, it's that's not, not true. No, no. I'm going to shorten it, though. Yeah, shorten it. Go ahead. Shorten it. Go ahead. As Mike, Freelance. As Mike Tyson. Yeah. All right. Okay, good, go good. I like that. Listen up, Bulls Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> we want to make water healthier for you and your home and family. So look no further than our favorite new water here in the Atlas Studios. Angel Water. I'm indomitable. <laughs> I'm indomitable. <laughs> it's ludicrous how many bad things are in your water. <laughs> So it keeps us hydrated. Give me the hot sauce. Stay hydrated all year long with water you can trust. Angel water. 
Call 847-382-7800 to get your water test for free today. Like you just, you just lost that at Cone Iron Mike. Yeah, oh, yeah you know what? Come on. You know what? I blew it. And then Mike Tyson's on line one. Oh, why, why don't you at least give the phone number in an in a yeah, intelligible yeah. way so people can call our friends. All right, 847 382 Seven eight zero zero. It's the favorite drinking hey, listen, water. Get your water tested for free. Yeah. Listen, it's free. Hey, America, this is some great water, Angel. Like I mean, have know, we cracked open a bottle ever on this show? Yeah, well, no. The the two weeks ago, I had like I was making tea out of it because yeah. uh, I mean, Maddie gave us a hot stuff. hot water and we made tea. <laughs> Oh, let's, let's, let's quench our thirst with angel water. Oh! <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Oh, 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 oh America! Oh, my. Hey, we just lost another sponsor. Another, just, oh, another chief, urine sample. Hey, Chief Little Eggs, Chief Little Eggs. <laughs> it wasn't me, because you always try to blame me and Tim. It's it, just it, a spit take. The water is delicious. Don't listen It's great. Chief, hey, Chief Little Eggs, it wasn't me, bro. I love your water. Man, I, I, I mean, lost us another sponsor. Listen, listen I, I mean, this, America, angel water seriously all jokes aside this is some really great water i mean i bathe in it it's so good <laughs> keeps you soft and supple oh my goodness Jeez, we, we gotta get some and towels and we, yeah oh we want to thank uh ryan hell for joining us adding some class to the program want to thank everybody who's listening watching on twitch on youtube got some big things coming in the future basketball big. season's almost here we are fired up episode 98 of give me the hot sauce in the books. And Stacy, what do you always tell the folks on the way out? Drive home safely, Chicago. Beep, beep. Hey, hey, did you ever smoke weed with uh? Yeah. Oh, my God. All the time. Give me the hot sauce.